This is Brian and Kendra show. Welcome today. We're going to be talking about all things real estate. All things real estate. I can't even talk yet. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like I'm on, I don't know how much coffee. All I've had is caffeine today, but I'm not quite ready yet. Yeah. Well. We talk about small town real estate. Yeah. And it's the, like a trigger right now. Small town anything. Yes. yes yeah. <laughs> I meant to say small market real estate. Small market. Sorry about small that, market. guys. The, the complexities yeah. of... You know, location, selection, really, all of that yes, stuff. Exactly. Oh. Yes, that's it. So, okay, so I, I read this funny story, and I wanted to tell you about it. Okay. Okay, you know how much I love my dog. You have a dog? Silly Bell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was reading in our NAR Realtor magazine, and I'm sure you wouldn't read this part because it's like all the feel Like, you're all reading the numbers stuff. I know mm -hmm. how you are. Yeah. So, like, the... We get this real estate magazine, and it comes in, and it's got all this great wealth of information for agents um, that are part of the National Association of Realtors. But then it has, like, this one little, the only section that I want to read, and, and it's all the feel-good stuff. <laughs> so there's this story this agent says. This is so great. They said that they opened the door to show this house to their buyer, and in comes this Jack Russell Terrier, runs in full speed, and they're like, oh, my gosh, they couldn't catch it. And he's like, surely, surely that animal belongs here because it just acted like it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. This brings up major fear in you and me. Oh, man. Because, oh, my gosh, keep We've the cats in, keep the cats out, keep the dogs in, keep the dogs out. Yeah. Oh, it is a challenge. Okay. So the realtor says that they show the property and they get to the primary bedroom and that dog is laying in the center of the of that bed of that huge king size bed, just all chilled. And the agent, this, this seems so risky to me. The agent oh, goes, yeah. Well, I guess it belongs here and left it in the house. Oh, shoot. You and I would never have done that. Yeah. I wouldn't. Would you? No way. No way. I'd have made calls and found out where it went. Oh, gosh. Same. Okay. The agent says they get home in the evening. They have a voicemail from the seller that says, thank you for finding our dog. <laughs> He'd been missing for four days. Holy cow. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But when I read it, I'm like, dude, this could get you in so much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Totally crazy. Anyway, that's been making me laugh, and I wanted to tell you. Did you read it? I didn't read that. Yeah, I didn't think so. No. There's other fun stuff in there. I can't decide if I but should tell you now. But if we're talking or... about dogs. Tell me. I love dogs. Our appraiser friend that called us the other day that was trapped at the house. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah, the life, the, yeah, like you think it. hazards. She you're said. Like, you're like hazards. The hazards of being in real estate. <laughs> so, but she called because I specifically... My conversation with the seller was, I, I need you to have the dog out because the dog bit you, didn't he? Right. Or she, I don't know, the yeah. puppy. Um, it's like, looks all nice right until you move and then it's not nice oh, anymore. <laughs> so the seller said, yeah, have her come tomorrow morning to 9.30 a.m. I'll have the dog removed. We said, great, got it set up. Bless her heart. She goes in the backyard and she calls. All she the goes, way in the backyard. Yeah, she said, dog's still here. I think I'm fine. Oh, nope, I'm not fine. No. If I move, I'm not fine. Yeah. <laughs> Blazing trail across town. To... Oh, God. Oh, man. And okay, I thought... so we have another appraiser that at this point, if there's a dog, he won't go in. He will not. He will not. He said, I have been bit by too many. And he has a golden doodle mm -hmm. um, or some kind of a doodle like me. We always talk about our doodles. And and he won't go in. He said, I've been bit. But I told him, my favorite, Lisa Phillips, a local appraiser. Um, do you remember this? There's a cat in one of the houses she appraised when she did the attic access part. Um the cat got in the attic and she oh, tried no. to get it out and it bit her. She had to get stitches. 
That's when you just message the seller. my mind. Oh, God. That's horrible. in the attic. All right. So anyway, um, you want to do 10 challenges of being a real estate agent? Yeah. Or appraiser <laughs> or... <laughs> Makes me laugh. All right. So I wanted to talk about some challenges for home buyers. Yes. Um, and these are general again. So even though we are small market real estate, I still think that these are really valuable insights and some um, really good tips that, that will help you if you are looking into buying a home, especially if you're looking at your first home. I think that these are definitely geared for first home, but I think that they're geared for second, third, fourth time as well because things change. And there's a lot of misinformation that we hear um, even sometimes mom and dad might be saying to kids, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I saw some things on Facebook the other day. Somebody had commented and said, commented? <laughs> You're welcome. Somebody had posted, what do I do? I want to buy a house, somebody else. And there was a whole bunch of agents being tagged. And I was so thankful because down in the comments, somebody said, you have to have this much down payment and this kind of credit and yada, 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 and false. So let's just dispel some of those myths. Yep, so it. these are challenges, but we're also going to give you some facts. Okay. All right. So first and foremost, understanding mortgage options. There's a lot of them. There are, and it's tough. And and I think it's tricky. So I was thinking back to, um, it wasn't even my first home purchase. It was my second home purchase, but it'd been a few years in between. And whenever I talked to the, the lender that I was using, he I did a really great job, actually. And he sent me, these are your options. You can do this, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. I said, I am not reading all of that. Which one is best for me? Yes. And he said, I won't choose for you. <laughs> <clears throat> I gave it to my realtor. And yeah. I said, I'm not reading that. Which one am I going to? Because that yeah. is so much. It was overwhelming to me. And I was in the business. Right. But I was new. And it was just overwhelming. She said, this is best for you. And it was. It was a fantastic loan option for me. What I learned from that, though, was moving forward into business, one, now you and I have such a good handle on different loan types that we can really help to talk through that. And and I learned quickly I needed to get better at that. But two, your lender needs to be able to discuss that with you. Yeah, like, yeah, like your lender should have said, here's the three options. Here's the pros. Right. Here's the cons. Right. Make it easy. Just dumb yeah. it down for me. Yeah. It's not hard. No. Really? Payment, interest rate, term, no balloon, mm -hmm. times three. I mean, yeah. BMI for the life <clears throat> of the loan. Yeah. Like, I mean, tell me the important things. Just give me some little highlights. Give me a bracket. Um, insurance is kind of the same thing. Kevin Kanzler did such a great job for me a few months ago. Um, I told him, okay, I need to look into some things. And and he literally gave me like a little graph or something, a little um, a chart for me to compare <laughs> It's, yeah. That's how my brain works. I yep. needed to be able to look at those things instead of having to read all 16 pages because I get bored and I don't want to. Yeah. It was awesome. Okay. So we have some great lenders who are really, really good at this. Right. We, we really do. And we want to help you get in contact with them. So definitely if you're concerned about your mortgage options, and, and just to throw out a few, um, FHA is a 3.5% down payment. Yes. VA is 100% loan. Conventional loans, um, we've seen 100% conventional loans. More often, the lowest down payment conventional loan we see is a 95%, so right. 5% down payment, which goes right down here to one of the other challenges of saving for a down payment. You might apply for a loan that has a 100% loan. A USDA loan is available in our area, mm -hmm. a rural development loan. Because of where we live, we, our region is perfect. 
for so many different loan types, and you might not have to save for a down payment. Maybe you're only going to have to save for closing cost. Yep. And even Maybe then, you can get your closing <clears throat> cost paid. Yes. We had two closings recently that the buyer got to take back their earnest money. So whenever we go to closing and the seller had paid closing costs for the buyer and that left the buyer leaving with the amount that they'd paid for, for their earnest money. Yeah. And then it's we have, a win. Right. And then they have the grant that works sometimes. First time homebuyer's grant sometimes yeah. is, is applicable it, and sometimes it helps. Yes. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it hinders. But it's one of those that it's, you know, if you're only option to get into a house, it's a it's a three to five percent grant that mm -hmm. pays um, closing costs or equity or down payment. Um, most of them have some type of a repayment plan where you have to live there so many years for it to be forgiven. Right. You do pay taxes on part of that because it is a gift. So there's there are pros scans. Make sure you're if you're getting in that you get all of those answers up front. Also, one, we also have the rural development loan direct. Right. Um, which if you're going to do that, please ask lots of questions. Lots of questions. So they are a great opportunity for someone to buy a house with no money down. And then it's actually the interest rates are subsidized. So awesome. um, it works like if you're just trying to buy your first house and don't have quite enough money, but you want to buy this house is, is the perfect house and it's almost in your budget. They can subsidize your interest rate to get you in the house. But in a few years, you need to... It, your payment will actually go up if you make more money is what happens there as well. That is very true. If you never make more money, then all of that subsidized interest ends at the end of your note. So, but it's still a great option if you're in that position. Get you in a home. Definitely. So, if you have any questions about your mortgage options, we can visit with you. We'll help you get in contact with the lender. This is one of those other things that is so intimidating, but really not as hard as one thinks it will be. So definitely that is a challenge for home buyers. Next, um, credit scores and mortgage approval. Yes, credit scores. <laughs> Go. I just killed mine. Tell us how you killed yours. So fun Quit story. Quit paying all your payments, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I was, yeah. <laughs> I got my, my credit card service got messed up on, it got fraud alert, and then they messed up on my automatic payments pays the balance every month automatically. It messed up. Finally, I just got frustrated with him. I said, you know what? Let's just cancel this card and I'll just clear it up myself. And it was my oldest card. I'd had it since 1999. Oh, no. <laughs> it also showed a late pay because that's why oh. I canceled it because I was frustrated because it didn't take my automatic payment. Right. So I just paid it off, canceled it. 167 point drop. Okay, but how long before that comes back up? Um, it went up. That late payment does hurt. Yeah, so it went up 50 points last month. But still, I'm still, I was at 820-something. Now I just broke 700. <laughs> but here's, okay, yeah. so I think that this is a double-sided coin. Because I've been having a discussion with someone else recently about, um, about just canceling some credit cards. When I canceled, whenever I got divorced, yep. we removed me from the card because because all the credit cards had been in his name, mm -hmm. which is actually not a good plan, kids. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My credit score was higher, but all the credit cards were in his name. So, except for one. I did have one of my own. It was mm. for a women's clothing store. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whenever we removed me from that card, my credit score dropped 40 or 60 points. But within three months, my credit score was right back up where it had been. Yeah. Mine hurt because of the... 
It was late payment. 30-day late pay and then paid off. Right. But I think don't be afraid to have that discussion with the lender also. What happens if I pay this off? What happens if I cancel this? What happens? What happens? What happens? Because a really educated lender is going to be able to assist in that. It's the five hours you spend in the kitchen mastering your famous recipe or spending quality time with your family. Other insurance companies may just see it as a house. It's not just a house, it's your home. Hi, I'm State Farm Agent Kevin Kanzler, and I see your home as the time and memories you put into them. I understand what your things really mean to you, and I'm here to help give them the protection they deserve. My office is located on the corner of 13th and Oklahoma and Woodward to call me at 580-256-2216 for your home insurance today. On Point Land Survey can take care of all your residential, commercial, and industrial survey needs. This family-owned and operated business proudly serves Northwest Oklahoma and Southwest Kansas. These lifelong Northwest Oklahoma residents with over 19 years of experience are ready to serve you with the latest equipment and capable trucks to get your job done. Call On Point Land Survey today at 580-256-6757 or at 1918 Main Street in Woodward, Oklahoma, or visit their website at onpointlandsurveyok.com. Professional. Trusted. Local. Yeah. So um, credit scores, credit scores are kind of a pain in the rear. You have to borrow money to make a credit score. Yep. So be, yep. And there's lessons there. There's tricks to that. So just be ready. If you want to buy a house, you got to do it. You're my chair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I do need to come back to that because I almost forgot. So whenever we, whenever I was working on buying my own house by myself, and I talked to Connie Rowland at Bank 7, and she was so, she's no longer there. She's retired, and I miss her. But she was so awesome to say, here's some things I want you to do. Immediately get your own credit card, not your woman's clothing store, like a Visa, a MasterCard, a big name brand credit card. Don't put all bunch of stuff on it. Buy gas on it every month, pay it off. Gas on it every month, pay it off. When she instructed my daughter with the same thing, I knew very quickly, mm-hmm. and she she went from like little credit to a really good credit score and was able to work up to what she needed in order to get her home. I think that's important that we remember just because it's low now doesn't mean it will be low forever. Right. And if it's a poor credit score because you made some bad choices or made some, had some extenuating circumstances that didn't allow you to do the things that you meant to do or wanted to do, it can be fixed. We just have yep. to talk about it. Yep. So don't just not try if you want this, let's help. Let's figure out a way to do it. Yep. Um, mortgage approval is different than we talked before about pre-approval versus pre-qualification. Do you want to talk about that again? It's good to get pre-approved real quick. So it's basically just you send in your verbal, hey, this is how much money I make. This is my debt. These are my payments. They run you through their little program that spits out, yeah, they're approved. But they haven't checked all your documents. So um, your mortgage approval or your pre-approval is just approving your, by your verbalness, what you're doing. It's based off the information that you've given me. You would be approved for this type of a loan at this amount of money with this amount of interest. But if you're... But whenever I go turn in my stuff. If it's W-2 versus 1099, self-employed versus employed. Right. You've changed jobs 17 times in those three weeks. All of that could change that. So I'm glad you said change jobs because I had somebody recently talk to me. I think at church, somebody said, okay, so I have a friend and they really want to buy a house, but they're changing jobs. Da, 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 da. If I change careers, if I go from, I don't know, being a mechanic to being a banker, that might 
mm-hmm. that might not be something approvable because it's a very different type of job. Right. But if I go from, um, I don't know, being a banker at one bank to another to another, that may not hurt me so much on my pre-approval or pre-qualification. Right. So the pre-qualification, and I always get these terms mixed up, but this is the one that I give them my documents. I show them my 1099 and my W-2, and um, I show them the last couple of years' taxes, and here's my bank statements, and here's my mom's maiden name and my dad's right leg, and then they're able to say, yes, you're pre-qualified. Yes. It's not really that bad. Yeah. No, but one is one of them you verbally told them, the other one's you've proved it. So, so obviously, when you prove the, it, and that's the letter that we give the seller, that's the letter that holds the yep, most weight. Yeah, and you want to be, it's best to do that. Hey, I'm buying a house in the next year. Right. Go to the bank. Right. Start your process. It doesn't cost you anything. Right. Even though they, hey, you, will, so you're approved for the next 90 days. Well, if you're approved now and nothing changes, you're going to be approved in six or seven months from now. We did have some people last year that messed up because they were approved and then interest doubled and then they weren't approved for that loan. For they that were still amount. approved, right? but not for that amount. And I had another buyer tell me, I was so impressed with the way that he said this because he, he kind of let off and I thought, uh-oh. He was saying that he had been pre-approved for his loan and then he bought a new pickup with a sizable uh, monthly payment. And he said, when I called my lender, they said, what have you done? But it's all unjust because he said, I recognize, they recognize. All that meant was I had different buying power, mm-hmm. but I still had buying power. Yep. That's important to recognize too. If, if you're pre-approved and you go to purchase something, it will change your buying power. But again, it doesn't mean that you're out. Yep. It's just different. Yep. Or you could be out, but anyway. Okay. But keep your lender in the loop. Yes. All right. Budgeting for homeownership. Oh, this one is all about you. You love budget. I do. You um, love numbers. You love looking at spreadsheets. I don't even know how to read them. I, so I budgeting is a big deal. Here's my thing. I want to buy a new house. I want to buy a $400,000 house. My payment's going to be $3,000 a month. I'm going to try to do it in the next year. And my rent is $1,000 a month now. You should practice making that yes. $3,000 a month payment. Just pay it to yourself in a savings account. Right. Practice. Like if you really think you want to jump to a 250 you know, whatever the next step is that you want to do, just going to start making yourself that payment in a savings account. One, you're practicing mm-hmm. I, and you feel comfortable doing it. Right. Two, now you're building savings, mm-hmm. so which will help you on your... And three, it can be a red flag to your lender. If yes. your rent is here and your mortgage will be here, your lender may have some serious misgivings. Yes. So to so when you begin practicing like that, I think that, that helps the lender to have a better response yep. and more capability to help you in your yep. mortgage. And I told my niece the same thing about a car. Mm-hmm. Right. Talking about getting a new car. I said, start making your payment. Now yep. you don't have a payment. Make yourself a payment. Exactly. That way you're practicing, you're building equity. Yeah. Let's do that. So so when that's she how I feel making like making that payment to herself. Do you think she's gonna decide she doesn't want another <laughs> yeah. car? I would hope so. Because <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> listening to you thinking, Yeah, I think I'll just drive my vehicle yeah. till the wheels fall yes. off. Yep. <laughs> So that's that's how that's how I see saving for a down payment. If I agree. That makes sense. So I think there's more to that, but it's it's really um, now if you're moving from a thousand dollars rent to a thousand dollars payment, then this looks a little bit different. This is this is really trying to just get some extra cash put back for a down payment. So then moving forward even to that, and I realize this kind of moves more into the home ownership, but I think you have to begin budgeting for the different responsibilities and liabilities that come with home ownership itself. Yes. Because if you're renting, you don't pay taxes. And granted, your taxes are probably going to be put into your loan. Right. But your air conditioning repair is not. 
Mm-hmm. And you've been calling your landlord for all your air conditioning you, repairs. Lying, yeah. I'm saying that because it's like a million degrees outside and yes. in my office. <laughs> yes. So I thought, hmm, I better talk about um, budgeting for those kinds of things. How how do you even budget for that, boss? Like, I think that's the question. I was listening to Brian Buffini this morning, and he was talking about early in his marriage um, that he and his wife had, he said, they had read or heard some speaker, and I always forget the important people's names, my bad, said you should be living off of 70% of your income. And he said at that point we were living off of 106% of our income. And I think I think that's a common problem. Yes. And granted, it's a concern because everything is stinking expensive. But when we say living off of 70% of your income, I assume that that means that the other 30%, 30. like 10%, probably charitable giving. Yep. Um, and then... 10% savings, and then like, I can't remember, 10% was for fun or something. So how do you really, but I think that's the question that I've never been able to answer, and mm-hmm. I just, I guess by the grace of God, things have worked out for me, mm-hmm. but how do you really save for maintenance costs, unexpected repairs? Tell, tell the people how to do that. Like, this is your game. It is-ish. I <laughs> don't. <laughs> um, so on my rental properties, I would put $75 a month was my goal into a, an account per property because it would generally cost me about that much. Now these were five, $600 a month rentals. Right. So, um, so I was putting a back, whatever that would be 10, 12%. That's what I was putting back for four hazards like that. And gotcha. so I, I, I don't know if you need 10% per month, but houses, I mean, we just went through a deal and the house was $35,000 for the roof. So, Every time you say it, like it takes my breath away. They had just replaced their other roof for twenty twenty five thousand. Right. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. things are just more costly. So it, I think, I mean, if you're saving ten percent, you're paying thousand a month. That's only twelve hundred dollars a year. That that's doesn't re- sound that like doesn't a lot. cover very much. So ten percent is probably the real number. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a at least get you most of the way paid. If you an air conditioner goes out, that's three to four years savings in that account. There you go. All right, next up, dealing with home inspections. This is definitely your game. I'm teasing like everything is your game and I don't know how to do any of it, but you're just very skilled at some of these things. So a home inspection, um, during your contract period as a buyer, you have the right to do a home inspection if you're using the contract form that we use. So we do the home inspections, do a termite inspection, any other inspection that you want, maybe a roof inspection, whatever. When that report comes back, one, we send it to the seller so they can be aware. Yep. We want for our sellers, um, if possible, if it's available, if the buyer says, yes, send it now. We try to get those sent on to the to the seller so they can start looking at it. I think that helps the seller to go, oh, my perfect house is not quite like I yeah. had hoped it was. Yep. Sometimes those things need to be handled regardless and quickly because they could be a real issue that would further deteriorate the property. Then we really love to be able to set up our buyers to go through the house with you and compare things that are on the um, inspection report to look at them visually and say, okay, so this is easy. This is easy. This is not easy. This is scary. This is not scary, not scary, not scary. If we can, we even try to get you there with the inspector. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite? That's what I love. Usually, yes. That way he can explain why he thought it was a big deal. And it's right. not just coming from me, trying the salesman. Not right. that I'm the salesman, but it comes back. It comes different if it's from some not selling Agreed. the house. And so we've talked about this before. Um, Harley Sadler was my mm-hmm. favorite home inspector back in the day. Um, just He was just a great guy. Other inspectors do a fantastic job. 
But Harley particularly was so critical almost. It felt like that to the seller and it felt like that to the listing agent. Man. Brian was always like, well, just Kinder keep sending me these inspections from yes. Harley. Because I knew if my buyers saw that inspection, he was so detailed. Mm -hmm. And it was back then, not all of the inspections were in color. His was in color. I knew if my buyers saw that inspection and visited with Harley Sadler, that they would know without a doubt they were comfortable with what they were getting into and they were happy. I was happy. Seller happy. Every agent is happy. It's good. But here's what I loved. Harley, only one time, we're in the middle of an inspection. He goes, I wouldn't live in this house. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I have never heard him say that before. We got it fixed. We got the problem fixed. Buyer closed. Everything was good. Um, and I even got a lesson from Bill Wilcoxon. He was the other agent. And after closing, Bill Wilcoxon and I sat down, and, and he schooled me a little bit. And I will forever be grateful. Then, after that, every time that we had a home inspection, I would ask Carly, would you live here? Every time we'd go, yeah, why not? These are all things that can be fixed. And I thought, what a great, what a great opportunity for a buyer to hear from the inspector. Yeah. These are issues. Some are severe, some are not, but they can be fixed. Yep. I think that's important. Don't be afraid of your home inspection. Nope. But get one. Right. When the biggest thing I tell people, my buyers, Hey, you're getting home inspection and some of this stuff is how to maintain your home for the next 20 years or 30 years. It's just like, hey, he's going to highlight things that are near the end of their life. It means they're not broken. They're near the end of their life. You need to save up money for that next thing. Most of the time, people aren't buying brand new houses. Right. So back to the saving. You should save some money. Mm -hmm. And that inspection report is going to highlight the things that you're probably going to get yes. to tag first. Right. Yep. All right, next step, understanding closing costs. I'm skipping around on your paper because yep. I want to hit what I want to hit. Do it. Um, it's expensive to borrow money. <laughs> I think that was the biggest shock when I started um, in real estate mm -hmm. as an agent. As a buyer, your agent helps you to just navigate those, and a lot of times you don't even realize it's happening. Yep. Like, I cannot even remember how in the world we closed on our first property. I, I have no idea where we came up with our money <laughs> or if we did. Literally, I have no idea. She just handled everything. Yeah, they paid me to buy my first house. <laughs> <laughs> so all I remember is Lisa Hogue was our lender, and she mm -hmm. held Ethan, my baby, at closing, and he was so uh -huh. cute. Anyway, just know that if you are buying with a loan versus cash, there are loan costs associated, and we are not digging on your lender. Every lender has to have closing costs. They have to make money. It is expensive. Mm -hmm. It costs money to borrow money. Be prepared. We will give you an estimate. My estimate will be crazy. It might be close on costs, but the costs won't add up to exactly what's on your list. But your lender is going to give you a closing disclosure, mm -hmm. um, or excuse me, a, a disclosure mm -hmm. of cost once we're under contract. And, and they're going to be pretty darn close. Yep. Just be prepared. Just know it's going to happen. And when I give you my estimate of expense, don't freak out. Because <laughs> we estimate high. I have to estimate, and I don't know your lender specific. So, all right, last probably. I think we're probably getting close on time. Yep. Real estate agent selection. I think that this, this is easy. Is <laughs> My number is 580-334-2303. That's right. But if you're more comfortable with me, it's 580-216-0090. But here's the thing. You might not be comfortable with either one of us. That's true. And it does break my heart because I love everyone. And I want everyone to be happy. But I recognize that my personality is not for everyone. Um, and neither is yours. <laughs> So they can't keep up. It's weird. I don't know. I started to say that. I really, some of the buyers just can't quite keep up with the way that yes. your brain works. But no. um, but we do. Hey. We love what we do. And we do want to be um, 
your small market specialists. Yes. But we know we can't meet everybody. So find someone you connect with. Find someone that you're able to really have some hard conversations with because you're going to be in each other's business for Mm -hmm. a minute. And find someone that you trust. And then get going. Go. Yeah. So anyway, did we miss anything important? I don't know if it's important. (laughs) Sure we missed stuff. (laughs) All right. Well, if so, text us. Let us know. I am 580-216-0090. And 580-334-2303. Thanks for listening. I forgot one more thing. Don't forget, if you're listening on the radio, text me and tell me that you're listening on the radio. We want to determine um, exactly if this is the best way, how we can help more. Okay? Thanks. Thanks. See you later.